I. You. I feel so disoriented because it's been so long. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I'm like a little nervous because I was like, oh, it's been a while. And I don't. Uh, and because we didn't get as much time with these notes as we usually do, I'm like, you know. Hopefully, I can. Hopefully, we feel like I don't have to edit too much and that we can have a nice, casual, flowing conversation. I think, I think we will. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So sorry, everybody. Our last episode, I. I wrote in the notes it was yeah. in June. Yeah. Um, but sorry, everybody. Our last episode went up in March, and then we just got like crazy busy, busy as normal yeah. as always. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Gene, is there what what's been like new in the DBJ space that we want to talk about? Um, our plot twist. Our oh, new right. name. I call it the. I call it the plot twist. Why uh, is it a plot twist? Because it's because you'll hear about it. Because it's a. I guess it's like. But um plot twist uh that's I how call it a, i call it a retcon because <laughs> um it, the the reality was something different before but now it's some it's a new thing you know <laughs> but yeah so we used to obviously y'all know us as studio dbj but the name change has been to don't be jealous studio and the reason that we did that was because a lot of times either at the end of calls or people would like be like oh so what does dbj mean i know it's and, so embarrassing <laughs> yeah and like the whole reason that gene had renamed it studio dbj was that she didn't have to tell people mm-hmm. <laughs> that it means designed by gene i know and that people would just accept that it was an abbreviation and that yeah and i also i didn't like i didn't want to say it calvin that's why i was yeah. like oh, so like self-centering and i was like ew yeah so even this was a conversation as far back as like November, October of last year, where we were like, what can we replace DBJ with that like sounds cool and fun and makes sense mm-hmm. and like fits us and stuff. And we were simmering on it for like a couple of months. And I was just looking up words that start with J because that's the hard part yeah. is words that start with J. Because I came up with uh, don't be judgmental. And then Calvin said no. Mm-hmm. Well, also like judgmental. I feel like it was kind of a long word. It was so. definitely long. It was like trying to find the mood. And then uh, I remember when you texted me the name, I was just hopping out of the shower. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's so good. And then we sat on it for a couple of months just to make sure that we really liked it. And then Jean was talking to um, like people in her network and in AIG and stuff. They're like, oh, yeah, it's like really good. So you should do it. Mm-hmm. And we did. Yeah, and it was great. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, then apart from new studio name, we've just been chugging along with our work. Um, this has there been oh, uh, one thing that we were really happy that we got to work on was um, a like local business, a local Asian-owned, female-owned business mm-hmm. reached out to us to do some social media work, um, and that was a lot of fun. So it was with Sweetie Ice Cream. They're the family-owned mochi ice cream shop that was started by their grandparents, and they kind of like reached this weird point where it was like, do we shut it down or do we keep going? And the ki- the grandkids, I think, were like, no, there's something here. Like, let's keep doing it. So all three grandkids like hopped in together, and they really made it into like a commercial product to be able to be sold into different stores, which was super cool. Yeah, it's it's relatively big. I feel like in the um, in the Los Angeles area, mm-hmm. in the I think it's San Gabriel Valley and then San Fernando Valley, they mm-hmm. have um, their product in stores, which is yeah. really cool. And very, they look very cute. So I I enjoy oh, yeah. them a lot. Yeah. Um, the other thing I guess is uh, we had our birthdays. We did. Yeah, yeah. we had our so, birthdays for sure. <laughs> with every passing year, we are further and further from the name of the podcast, but we're now 29. I know. But like, we're still <laughs> so in the theme of it, which is so funny because mm-hmm. I was like, how long is this Saturn return going to keep going? And every time I feel like you and I think like we got to the end of it, we're like, oh, no, we got yeah. we got one more step. The onion. 
Yeah, I know, right? The multiple layers. But yeah, today we're going to be talking about like one pretty major update that we have at Don't Be Jealous Studio and spinning off from that a conversation about like what it's like to hit a wall in your Mm -hmm. professional life. Uh, I'm Calvin. And I'm Jean. And this is 27, a podcast about growing up. I mean, who should make the announcement, Calvin? You or me? Uh, I feel like it should be you. It should be me? Oh, Miss Design Director? Miss Design Director (laughs) (laughs) has taken a nine to five. (laughs) Yes. Well, hopefully. Hopefully. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Not hopefully. I mean, I meant like... um, Hopefully it's only nine to five and not nine to ten. Exactly. That's what I mean. I feel you on that. Um, Yeah. And then my my plan is to also look for full-time work. as well mostly most likely in the project managing space but possibly in design mm-hmm. i just i to me i think gene has faith that i could do it I but i'm also t- like yeah. i know that design in los angeles is so competitive so no, I'm, I'm not like putting all my eggs you. in that basket <laughs> no i've definitely been swinging you to a couple people that i feel like would be a good fit um mm. but you know i was like i have a ton of faith in your design yeah Ex- extremely grateful mm-hmm. um but yeah, it's it's um, I think it was something that a thought that Jean and I had independently. Yeah. Um, and then came together and coincidentally, like things were in motion at kind of the same time. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. happened is and it's kind of the, the reason why we're doing this episode in particular is we felt like DBJ and us individually might have been hitting a wall in terms of like something that we felt like we couldn't push through in the mm-hmm. same way compared to the last couple of years. Yeah, like it. Because the whole, I think, conversation really sparked when I got that LinkedIn interview request. Mm -hmm. And then that's when kind of like the plan kind of got in play in my head, at least on like, oh, is this something that we could potentially work on? Because that link, I didn't do that LinkedIn request interview, but that salary was like, what was (laughs) like, where I was like, wow, (laughs) okay. Um, But then it really sparked the whole journey and everything. And then Mm -hmm. like, as Calvin was saying, it was a wall, but it also like, wall slash plateau you know right so it was like how do we push through that and then thinking of a plan on what's gonna be the best way to to move through it for me uh, it was more like personal finances and i was hitting a point where like this year has been a lot of fun like i've done a lot of really cool things this year but i am starting to feel this or i started to feel the strain more this year of like making sure that not necessarily that i'm not that I'm going in the negative every month, but mm-hmm. just that like, if I had a bad month, it wouldn't be devastating to mm-hmm. like my thing, or I wouldn't have to pull into savings or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a very like frugal and pragmatic person. So I'm always trying to make sure that I am looking six months ahead. Mm-hmm. And I can see a universe in the six months in the future where if things don't get better, then like, it's gonna be weird. Yeah. And that's why I was like, I think I'm gonna try to look for other things. Yeah. And then Gina and I had that conversation at the same time where she mentioned it. And then I was like, oh, actually, perfect. Because I was also thinking about <laughs> You're this like, at the let same me, time. Let me segue. Yeah, because I think the biggest thing also is like with the timing, I think, of just everything happening in the world. I want both of us to have some stability while still being able to like put passion into what we do. But not having passion be like the crux of like getting paid or, you know, being extremely stressed from that. And I right. felt like the climate we were in with the clientele and everything, I was like, all I was trusting, I think I was trusting a lot of my instinct on like, this isn't 
the normal flow. This isn't the right flow. And Mm -hmm. what was what would be responsible between pushing through the flow and just like just rowing the boat or like Mm -hmm. parking the boat and then waiting for the tide to rise again. And I was like, right. I think, yeah, and I was like, I think it's more responsible to park the boat and let the tide mm-hmm. rise, you know. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I didn't want to like. I think my biggest thing was like, I didn't want to try to like take you to the other side with me when I wasn't so sure yet. So I was like, I just wanted us to like stay at the island for a little bit and to like give more details about the plan. But we're not like closing. Don't be jealous. Mm-hmm. We literally just changed the name. We did all yeah. this stuff. We're like yeah. really excited to yeah. do things. But I think especially with the process that we've been taking to find new work, it hasn't felt true to DBJ's core. Mm-hmm. It hasn't felt like it has been, so, because we've been doing things like submitting to public RFPs and we've been doing stuff like... Like reaching out to folks. Yeah, and... reaching out to folks, but it, it felt weird. At mm-hmm. least for me, it, uh, it did. Yeah. Um, because it, I mean, it's different and I understand like that it's important to ask for work. Like we talked about in the podcast before, open mouths... Or closed mouths don't get fed. fed. Yeah. So like, if we're not asking for work, then we're not going to get work. Mm-hmm. But also, it felt like it wasn't. We were kind of panicking a mm-hmm. little bit, or not panicking, but we were we were more frantic than we usually are. Usually, yeah. we're very in a place where things are very manifesty and very like, mm-hmm. natural and flowy. Yeah. And we felt like that well was starting to dry up a mm-hmm. bit, and like that energy flow was different. And we wanted to find ways to make sure that that frantic energy didn't carry into our work. Mm -hmm. And the way that we think that that is best is for us to not have to worry about finances as much when it comes to doing creative work and Mm -hmm. then focus on the mission, which Mm -hmm. is working with really cool people, doing collaborative work, helping Mm -hmm. creatives. And then the money will come from somewhere else and then Mm -hmm. we can focus DBJ on that, which is what we were most excited about. Yeah, yeah. Because like it felt for a little bit that we didn't get to be able to focus on the creative community that and make resources as we used to do previously. And I mm-hmm. think... I mean, yeah, we stopped the podcast oh, for like yeah. four months. We stopped the podcast. <laughs> we stopped like the worksheets and like the office hours. And I think part of it was the stream of clientele we were getting in was like a mix of clientele that we love and that like really fitted the mission. And I think there was like a stream of clientele that we got that didn't really swing well with us where we started to learn that not everyone follows the same like collaborative process that we ask for. Which yeah, it's it's totally okay because you don't have to be a fit for everyone. I think it was Mm. just, we just kind of got like a couple months of that, like that type of clientele where nothing bad to them at all. It just, I think, took a toll on us because it was so much more work that had to be right. exerted, like so much more emotional labor and like physical labor combined mm-hmm. with us wanting to do the DBJ mission, you know? And then I think as the business itself also grew, it was like the payroll and talking to the accountant and then the paperwork. And it was just like multiple things where we're like, oh, we're kind of deviating a lot from where mm-hmm. we first started so let's like take a breather and backtrack and then be able to like focus on the things that we really care about in dbj and be able mm-hmm. to push forward those a lot more and then the last uh, very many reasons obviously mm-hmm. very multifaceted <laughs> but then the last reason is the things that we did reach out for that we were extremely excited for we felt like we were a little bit short of mm-hmm. what the client's expectations were mm-hmm. and we wanted to find ways to develop that experience and find ways to make sure that we could be stronger candidates Mm -hmm. that will also feed into these other like avenues as well so for example 
Um, Gene and I have worked on really great projects in the like zero to $50,000 range, mm-hmm. but it would look really good to work with bigger clients as we grow as a studio if we had things that were in the $500,000 range yeah. so that people know that we have the ability. We know that we have the ability to, mm-hmm. but so that there is like tangible proof to yeah. clients that, hey, these people regardless of the fact that they're two people mm-hmm. can handle like these big scale projects oh, yeah. and they can handle like the kind of financial liability that mm-hmm. they might be asking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it was great to be able to feel like we could compete with everyone, mm-hmm. especially when we were like invited to do an RFP. It's like, Oh, mm-hmm. you believe in us. Um, mm-hmm. But I know that like when we get to the final interview, what puts us in the like not getting it position is like, And they tell us like of the other studio that they picked, you know, just was able to offer more services or they had like the financial backing before to work on it or like it's in their stream of clientele already. And I was like, dang, we were we were so close. Right. Because we do get to like the last round. (laughs) I know. Right. We all no, Honestly, we like get to a few pretty good like last rounds. And then I'm like, oh, we were so close. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I mean, it's a big step from where we started, you know, so I'm very proud of Mm -hmm. us for being able to like to get up there because they're always impressed with their presentation and how much time and effort we put into it and they love the story and everything so we got all those things nailed down except for the years of experience and I feel like that's such a like boomer thing to say I'm like you Mm -hmm. need experience to get a job but I need a job to get experience I'm like right right. guys yeah I I guess like Mm -hmm. how are you feeling about going back to full-time I mean uh I'm very scared (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm like oh shoot because <laughs> i thought i could never go back to full time because i felt like dbj spoiled us mm-hmm. um and now i'm like oh shit i'm really i'm really doing it <laughs> and then, yeah but also i'm like excited to uh work on things and i think one thing i also learned a lot during this whole job process was that like it's a lot easier to get hired when you know what you want so when folks were interviewing me like I had three things are like set on like what I wanted to do. And if they didn't feel that I fit, then it's like, okay, great. Um, then I'm not a fit, but then they felt that I was a fit because there was like all three things that they are, you know, going for. So I was like, okay, that just made it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Out of curiosity, what were those three things? The three things were uh, wanting to be able to, to be financially responsible for bigger projects. So mm-hmm. I was requesting for uh, 200,000 plus per project for like what I would be financially like responsible of in the design. Um, I wanted to work with different people's processes to be able to understand their creative thinking. And then I wanted to be able to fully realize a campaign through from conception to actualization and like in multiple assets or multiple facets actually. So those were the three things I listed. And then they're like, yeah, that's exactly what we do. And I think they were just probably excited that I was like, no, I want to be responsible for like a big project. And they're like, okay. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I'm also pretty scared because I guess it's, it's like a a little, this like sounds depressing, but it's like, I I think I still have a little bit of a lack of faith in myself because I'm like, oh, I don't want to slip back into old habits. Mm -hmm. I have like a little bit of a fear that if I get back into a certain environment, then I will just like default to that. Um, again Mm -hmm. I've done a lot of work and like you and I have had a lot of conversations and I can also go into this process with a stronger sense of self so I don't think it's going to happen but there is like a little fear in the back of my head that like I might just slip back in and just 
be a little yes man mm-hmm. and then stress myself out and then blame myself for everything. So that's mm-hmm. that's what I'm afraid of. Okay. But I do have things that I'm trying to do different this time around. Number one, not going into engineering again. Mm-hmm. So there's not going to be like, it's not going to be a, the same environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully I'm in a situation that is more either creative or tech or mm-hmm. something like that, which I think would have hopefully environments and people that I feel more like I can be transparent and like vulnerable with. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, yeah, I want to go in with, you know, my bullet pointed list of the things that I want to do um, in terms of it's kind of like what you have, which is that like, let's say three things. One of them is that I do really want to focus on building systems and building um, processes and um, like documentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, even when I was an engineer, that was something that I wanted to do and was like, interesting to me and that I took time out of my busy schedule to Mm -hmm. like make time for. The other thing is, like you said, like financial responsibility. I want to be responsible for something that is like a a larger scope so -hmm. that I can number one, push my comfort zone in that way. And then also bring that back to DBJ so that I can be there as a partner with you as we start to pull in bigger projects. Mm -hmm. And then three, I think flexibility and like an understanding of like my humanity (laughs) as opposed to you know what I mean like I think those those are kind of like the big things for me the humanity part was unexpected actually but that sounds like yeah yeah, (laughs) what do you mean unexpected I I just didn't imagine you're gonna throw the word humanity into (laughs) into the conversation um and I I, like obviously part of that is me setting clear boundaries Mm -hmm. which I think I am better at now Mm -hmm. and at the very least, it's something that I think about as opposed to something that I automatically stop, like just yeah. break my boundaries all the yeah. time. Um, but yeah, yeah, no. that's that. I was also going to add when you started talking about humanity and like work-life balance, I, I don't know if we talked about it on the last episode of the podcast, but I definitely was going through creative burnout. And then there was a time in between that last recording to this new recording where I felt the revival and I still feel the revival but I want to I think as I'm getting older I want to take care of that revival energy so I just like want to slowly be able to keep that energy burning where it's like okay the financial constraints of the business isn't really burning through that if it's settled by the nine to five and being able to still push through with dbj and readjust its creative direction and everything while still having that revival energy and just kind of like chugging through that process again but um enough about us i feel like we talked a lot about dbj and what's happening i want to like make this more applicable to people who are listening Mm -hmm. um and talk about what we felt and like all that stuff so that we can try to make it more of a like a lesson or like i mean just a a self-reflection and hopefully it helps you guys too and also that like i realized when we're talking it sounded kind of sad but it's not sad it's like it's not ending you guys it's not ending we're still going because we did all that work (laughs) yeah i think gene especially is excited to like like having having stable income um you know because i mean it was uh it was definitely thrilling i guess for the hunt is what i called it and especially when our hunt would manifest like four months in advance but for sure i started like the when you were talking about like the energy not being the same and i was like yeah now we're trying to just plan one month in advance and i was like that's not normal for us so Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean hitting a wall calvin (laughs) yeah so we want to talk pretty generally about like what that is so i i mean what is hitting a wall Mm -hmm. i guess to me it is feeling like and i think it takes time to understand the difference between a wall and a slump Mm -hmm. but it's just that 
you're trying to do the things that you normally do to like grow to develop to like keep going but it, you can feel like heavy resistance not just like a little mm-hmm. resistance but like that you are butting up against something yeah no i would say that where like you get comfortable in a position or comfortable in a process and like you feel like you found your magic sauce and you keep doing it and then that magic sauce doesn't work anymore and i feel like that's <laughs> right. that's when you kind of start to realize you've hit a wall on whether mm. you are just gonna keep doing what you keep doing or now it's time to like find another way to climb over the wall yeah and it's really disturbing like it's really disheartening it feels terrible it's yeah. like a really 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 bad yeah. feeling yeah um i think well because i had never really thought of it this way but one of the first walls that i had hit i think a lot of people hit it in college mm-hmm. but that style style of like hitting a wall i experienced when i started working which is that the things that i would do to get through like exams or to get through like essays and big projects when I was trying to do that stuff at work it wasn't working Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like holding things off to the last minute and then using the anxious energy to like power me through was not working anymore (laughs) and it was not healthy but I kept trying to do it and I didn't realize that I should definitely try something else I was like oh no it works and it worked for me for so long yeah you're like procrastination isn't the answer Calvin yeah it only took for me like going to therapy and like unpacking that thought process that like subconscious thought process that mm-hmm. I was able to like figure out how to get around that wall but mm-hmm. I, I butted up against that for like four years yeah <laughs> and I was like not having fun <laughs> what about you when was the last time you felt like you had hit a wall apart from you know what we were just talking about um I feel like teetering the line between like setting boundaries with clientele on like Mm. what's the appropriate way to like I think it was protect our team and protect the clientele as well that was probably like Mm. December 2020 right oh right right yeah are you talking about I'm gonna try to talk as generally as possible are you talking about the time times Mm because I think it happened multiple times yeah where it felt like you were trying to make negotiations but then there was pushback and then you were like usually before we would be able to be like oh let's like give let's, a little or yeah. like you know we'll we'll try to meet in the middle and yeah. then whenever we would do that it the line kept moving and then we yeah. kept losing yeah 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 it was like uh you know remember how we talked about like a soft line and a hard line and i was doing mm-hmm. the, the soft line where i'm like i mean if you didn't like that that was fine like it, we didn't reach the end stage yet like we can mm-hmm. tweak it or if we wanted to tweak it like you got to pay more. We, you know, we got to things where it's like, okay, you can't do this again because it's not going to work out. We've only done it one time just because like we understand there was miscommunication and blah, 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 blah. It was hitting a wall between like how to clearly communicate with everyone, but then also how to cl- clearly communicate like design stuff as well. And I felt like, oh, I was like succeeding in one part, but lacking the other or then if I was just like lacking in both, I was like, the line keeps moving, you know? And mm-hmm. I was like, now I'm losing both creative direction and uh, client relations. And I'm like, I'm gonna go hide in a corner now. I think it's interesting because my wall, I think was extremely internal. I think there were obviously external parts to it, but I think what you're describing seems more like it was a very external wall yeah. with some internal components, right? Yeah. yeah. I felt like you could see me hitting the wall, but I couldn't see you hitting the wall. 
And I think when it comes to that, I think just being able to distinguish between like whether this is something that you have made for yourself, which is really common, mm -hmm. um, or if this is something that has been made for you and being really honest about that. Um, for me, one of the things that I struggled with a lot was because of like the person that I am, I always like to accept responsibility. I think it's one of the things that we like about each other is mm -hmm. we always accept some part of responsibility. responsibility. Yeah. But then it's really easy to take advantage of that sometimes oh, yeah. from some people. No, so. I've learned FYI, I've learned so many things about like like work character that I've been, mm -hmm. I've been telling my cousin about. Sorry for interrupting, but as no, Calvin okay. was saying, like Calvin and I take accountability and responsibility, I think, for things that happen because we understand that, like, it's a two-way street or it's even a mm -hmm. multiple-way street. And so, like, mm -hmm. everyone is involved. Everyone has responsibility for it. And I've learned that so many people throw you under the bus mm -hmm. and it's like, if they throw you under the bus, don't work with them. That's what I've learned. I was mm -hmm. just like, don't work with them because they will not have your back. I was like, just let them run in their own lane catch their own bus and you you go catch your own bus because you do not need to have their back i was like oh learn about that and there was something else where i learned about like especially through email depending who takes responsibility i say that demonstrates a lot about their leadership style because my cousin was telling me about someone who they basically messed up at their workplace you know and instead of saying like oh my bad that was my fault you know, let's retract what had happened and I need you to do this. They proceeded to spend three or four emails repeating the same thing, trying to teach them a lesson. And I was like, that's so counterproductive. And that also just shows like you lack accountability. Treat people with respect. Also give them the time of day is like really important. And then taking accountability. So that's mm. definitely mm. what I learned through yeah. this whole process. I said this recently, I don't know if it's 100% applicable, but I feel like it's like semi-applicable, is that an explanation is not an excuse. Mm -hmm. So like you can explain the situation and you can explain like all these things that happened and what led to it, but that doesn't make it an excuse for what happened. Mm -hmm. And that's true for like internally, but also externally. Like if somebody's telling you why something happened and then you're expected to forgive them, you don't have to necessarily forgive them if you mm -hmm. don't. But it at least is nice to understand why, but you know, it's... Just because somebody's explained why and they have a good reason why doesn't mean that what they did wasn't bad. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, no, I feel you on that. And I feel like saying sorry is like the easy, <laughs> like two of the easiest things is saying sorry and thank you. And that shows yeah. so much appreciation and gratitude. And it's like, all you got to do is say sorry and thank you. Uh, the reason, though, that I brought up that I'm a person that takes responsibility is that that was the internal factor that was making me like hit up against a wall because mm -hmm. since I was accepting responsibility, I wasn't seeing the faults in other people. So I mm -hmm. wasn't able to maneuver around and like trying to make things better because mm -hmm. I was like, oh, it's my fault yeah. and I would beat myself up about it and I wouldn't do anything to fix it mm -hmm. externally because I would just be like, oh, it's me. I need yeah. to work on being smarter. I need to work on working harder. I need to put in more hours and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then it was making me feel worse and then it wasn't addressing the problem. So yeah. that was also making me feel worse. And I was like, this, this oh, no. And then you're just like overworking. And then you're like, your boss is like, oh, Calvin, Calvin works a lot. <laughs> That's <like> great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but <laughs> I guess, but when it comes to external factors, it's like sometimes things are shady. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then that's creating a wall because, you know, like we were talking about with work, like it can be difficult to get through that because it's not even something that we can necessarily fix in ourselves. It's mm -hmm. just something that we have to maneuver in the environment. Yeah. 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 And that's what happened with you with 
talking to that client or talking to um, those people. Multiple clients, yeah. No matter how you approached that, as long as you were coming the way that you were coming, they were going to respond the same way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. So there was no way you were going to get around that conversation because Mm -hmm. they were set on taking it into that direction. Yeah. I think as Calvin said, like, there's just certain factors that you can't change. Uh, Mm -hmm. You can figure out how to maneuver around it for sure. Um, But I think after a while, it does get tiring. So I guess we talked about walls and like what's putting them up and then all that stuff. How do we get around them? I guess let's talk about external walls first because we just Mm -hmm. talked about it. So then if if you're running up to something that you cannot control, how do you like get around it? I feel like we got over it a little when well, delegation for sure helps. Mm-hmm. Like I really had to put on my like jacket and pants and like really learn how to delegate for sure. Mm-hmm. So I think that one helped too where not all of it fell onto me and it was starting to like assign things out for folks. Um, what also helped was like each person communicates differently. And mm-hmm. after a while, I was just like reading through the emails and reading, like playing back conversations in my head. And I think just figuring out what their pattern is where so-and-so likes to be coddled a little bit and then given the choices. For some other folks it was like, they just want the answer. That definitely helped out a lot in like, okay, we really gotta like dissect people's communication style and that really helped me cross over the hump of it for the creative part for sure it was realizing that again concept isn't always my strongest suit and finessing is something i'm better at so having calvin start a lot of the mood boards for sure helped out a lot and then i think just also like exploring other pinterest boards other instagram accounts and everything and just trying to i think be a little bit more into the the design trends helped out Mm -hmm. and also understanding like my own skill set on like okay you're not going to draw everything from scratch like maybe let's use some shapes to build some things first and starting to develop a different process to either make things faster or just be able to like get out ideas faster so yeah yeah. I, i think that's a really good approach which is to i think to make any big decision especially when you're um feeling like things are not working the best thing is to like really zoom out pull back and understand what's happening period Mm -hmm. it's so easy to like slip into autopilot and just like keep doing the same thing and be like why isn't it working why is it working Mm -hmm. but instead of asking why it's not working and then doing the same thing ask why it's not working and then actually try to figure out why it's not yeah 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 (laughs) no for real like that's i think part of the hitting the wall moment is like you gotta take some time and like step back and then just look at like what else to do yeah you gotta look (laughs) at the walls you like Hey, actually, there's a door right there. Like, maybe I'll just walk yeah, through how, the door. Yeah, how big is the wall? Can I walk around it? Can I go I know, over it right? like this? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then staying open-minded. And mm-hmm. then I think regardless of whether it's an internal or external, like, you have to be open-minded about a solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can take time, too. I know that even I had a lot of people in my life when I was going through it um, telling me what I should have done and, like, they were right. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I wasn't in a place where I was hearing it. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't able to keep myself open-minded because I was stuck in that rut for so long. And in terms of, like, concrete things, like, take a short break. Like, if you could manage to take a long weekend or mm-hmm. take a mental health day. Yeah. Um, or, you know, if, if it's not so flexible, just take a half an hour walk. Yeah. And just, like, with your thoughts. No music. No, just, like, with your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And try to, like, you know, unpack stuff, sort some yeah. stuff out. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think even the other thing about hitting a wall is you got to step back, as we said. And I think just kind of look at the factors. And then even with our own DPJ wall, it's like, okay, we looked at what the factors were on what's making us hit the wall. And we're like, okay, we're just going to eliminate this one by doing mm -hmm. something else. So that way we can focus on the other things. Yeah. And that's fair. I mean, even if it's an internal problem, mm -hmm. sometimes it still requires an external solution. For me, when I was in my job, I knew that the problem was that I, it was uh, self-generated expectations and it was a like fear of communicating or a fear of like looking stupid. But because I felt like I was so entrenched in that situation, I felt like the way that made the most sense for me to reset and to like get over the wall was to turn around. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. I, and then I left my job and then I went to design mm -hmm. because it felt like the right move and I think it was the right move, but mm -hmm. it was just sometimes the solution is to disengage. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what happened with um, one of that, that client situation too, that Jean was talking about. It, mm -hmm. it didn't happen immediately, but no. it's kind of become a situation where we're just kind of disengaging yeah. because it's not, it's not worth us trying to do all this. Yeah. No, I don't want to yeah, say that. For sure. I don't want to say that. No, I mean, <laughs> not on the podcast. No, it's, it's not even, it's like, because um, at least not to zone in that it's one client, because there's definitely like a couple for sure. And I, sure. I don't want to make this turn into like a client bashing situation because I appreciate all the clientele that we have. It's like very humbling for anyone to trust us to be able to do the work. And I think everything that we've released, we're, we're pretty proud of, you know, um, especially one of the projects that Calvin really did was super cool that will be up on the website sometime in the future because she's not going to make any false promises. Like I definitely had to decide to disengage because it wasn't doing any of us any good. And there was definitely uh, another stream of clientele that like we love working with, but they're they're fine like their budget isn't as big to be able to work with us so us taking a nine to five and especially more so me like taking the first step of the nine to five financially relieves that a lot where mm -hmm. we don't have to worry so much about being able to meet our like monthly quota that we have because we kind of have a high monthly quota that we want to reach now we don't have to worry about meeting the monthly quota and we could spend some time working with a group of community or like working with a community that we really want to work with where we can just kind of like push through it a little bit more and work on a sliding scale and come up with, think with like financial solutions that work best for both of us, which is how we kind of started in the beginning versus when our financial quota got bigger and the projects got bigger, you kind of had to weigh between a big project and a little project. And if we took right. on a little project, it meant we had to take on a bigger project to be able to financially cover the little one as well. Right, the question became, um, the wall that we were hitting was like, you kind of need to make a decision between financial, like stability mm -hmm. or well-being or like creative fulfillment. Yeah. Kind of. I don't know how to. And, no, I think it was even the, the stage where we got to between like, are we now like a corporate studio, right. you know, and we do like corporate work or mm -hmm. we still like an independent creative studio. And I was like, oh, I want us to be a independent creative studio and then the way that we had gotten around that was let's not engage like kind of disengage on the financial question and say mm -hmm. you know let's get full-time work so that we can continue and not have to continue down that path that we were kind of going down which was like focusing more on meeting our quotas than focusing on doing work that was exciting for us mm -hmm. 
I think one of the things that also kind of pushed for like internal and external type of disengagement and the wall was that for the past few months, and I don't know if you felt it from me, I felt like I wasn't being a good leader and I didn't know how to be a leader. And I think what I really wanted to do was to go learn from other people on how they lead and especially like see how they do it so that when I come across like a wall again, I know how to take us over it or how to get us through certain things so that we also potentially don't hit a wall like this again. You know, cause I, there was definitely a time where I was starting to just feel a little inadequate with mm. the work that we were doing and with the, like the leadership style I was having cause I was not having a clear direction. And the design itself, I think kind of became it still looks really cool and everything, but it was definitely a little stagnant is what I felt like, mm. you know, where we kind of just fell into a style and I didn't want us to just only be stuck at that style because I know we could do so much more. Um, so I was like, OK, I, like I know if I just stay where I am right now, I'm not going to be able to take us where I think we can be at. And I need to go learn from someone who is better than me and has more experience than me and like is able to do it successfully. So I was like, okay, like I should go into, I was thinking like I should go into an agency. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I mean, just to, to reassure you, I felt like, I mean, I felt the fear and I felt the, um, like the like semi-imposter syndrome that was going on mm -hmm. in your head. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that it was, I don't think that you were like a bad leader. I don't think that mm -hmm. it ever felt like you weren't, that you, I didn't. I never lost trust in you. I Yay. guess if that if that makes you feel better. I was like, yeah. Um, I was like, don't I, offend me, Calvin. And, and like, <laughs> <laughs> also, um, oh, there's nothing I was gonna say. It was. Uh, um, I, I think that what happened was we were just for a couple of months just dealt like a, a bad hand, mm -hmm. and that we were just kind of going through it. And um, I was trying my best to be like a good friend too, mm -hmm. in addition to being like a good partner to mm -hmm. be like. Gene, take a break. Gene, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, it'll be okay. Like, we'll work things out. Like, everything yeah. is going to be fine. Uh, and I know that you were still worried. And I, I knew that I couldn't, like, alleviate all the worry. But mm -hmm. I was trying to just do what I could to put things into perspective. And, like, reverse lead. Yeah. <laughs> in, in a yeah. way. Um, but, uh, I mean, when when we were in the situation that we were in, it's hard to, like, do the zoom and that's what i think i was yeah. hoping to try to do with you is like helping you zoom out a little bit but yeah. I think even when you zoomed out i think there was some things that i wasn't seeing that oh, yeah. was also scary yeah i out. i zoomed out i think you zoomed out like 0.25 magnitude and i zoomed out at like nine <laughs> you know mm. i just zoomed like <laughs> i zoomed like way out and i was like <gasps> so you know um but either way we kind of got to the same solution so i was like yeah yeah it you know it worked out so I mean, we have really yeah. big goals, uh, which I'm very excited about. I still need to give you the full, full plan because right. as things, because everything honestly moves so fast. And I think oh that's God, the thing yeah. with like the whole getting over and hitting a wall too. I think like pace is an important thing. Because um, mm -hmm. if you, I feel like when you feel yourself hitting the wall, you have to move. If mm -hmm. you kind of idle for too long, you're not going to see the wall anymore and you're just mm -hmm. going to get a little comfortable. So I feel like that's just kind of one of the important things between both an internal and external wall. It's not to say to rush through it, but I think it's to say to like, you know, if you want to run a marathon, you got to start with walking one. So just mm -hmm. like, you know, take the first few steps and then when you're ready to like go for it, you can definitely like make the jump. Right. 
Because the instinct is to deal with the problem immediately, but that information gathering process can be weeks, months, a year, mm-hmm. and it it's important to make sure that you know the scope of the land yeah. before you yeah. make a big decision. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the good news is that the goal is to be able to put out more stuff, more like you know worksheets, mm-hmm. more TikToks, merch. More- <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, we have TikTok, you guys. I love yeah. I love the TikTok. I got a little sad for a little bit, so I didn't do the TikTok. But yeah, is it because I was yep. saying the TikTok instead of You're TikTok? You're saying the TikTok yeah, with a capital T. <laughs> but um, yeah, th- that's the goal. So I mean, I think there's it's probably not going to be back to normal fully, fully until yeah. like things, the dust really settles. But I would mm-hmm. say probably around like August, September, probably start to expect to see more stuff coming out of dbj that is not necessarily just portfolio work yeah and i mean we'll be able to report record the podcast a little bit more consistently because we almost had a consistent schedule and then something happened where i had to like work on a saturday which coincided Mm -hmm. with our recording schedule Mm -hmm. and then we tried to record again and then something else happened and then it just and then four months later we're here I mean, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> it was a wall. It was a wall. Um, I guess, because I don't want anyone to think that this is like a sad episode, Calvin. I was like, what are oh, you no. looking forward to? Looking forward to? I'm looking forward to putting money away in savings. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to working on really cool projects that with clients who might not necessarily have had the budget to work with us in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to, I'm excited to not have my mom sending me job <laughs> that is so funny <laughs> <laughs> because my mom doesn't send it to me she just tells me straight up and i like look mm. at her like what are you doing <laughs> yeah uh i guess those are the things i'm excited about no that is so funny um i mean i'm excited for just like a new like new things to try new things yeah. for sure um and i was like i am also excited that uh, it feels like we have a direction, right? Because yeah. I, I get panicked when I feel like I see a black hole and I was like, I don't want us to be in a black hole. But like, you know, some mm. of the exciting goals are like for sure, like settling that we want an office. Mm-hmm. So that's like, okay, the goals for that. Like, I think having new goals in place are super exciting for sure. Because uh, mm. with what we accomplished up to 2022, I think we got to our goals. On, oh, and also we actually we're running a lot longer than i thought we were because i thought we were because <laughs> i thought we were just going into our third year we've been going for three and a half almost four years now yeah yeah well thank you everybody for joining us for this very late episode we actually had a completely different topic that we want to go over so hopefully we do that in the future um, <laughs> yeah we did we did <laughs> um but yeah if you love the episode you can listen to the other episodes of us talking about professional lives and uh don't be jealous studio f- uh, from spotify and apple podcasts mm-hmm. um you can check out any of our stuff uh, our design work or other creative resources that we have on our website don't be jealous dot no no, no. yeah don't, don't be, be jealous, jealous dot, studio. dot studio yeah yes um, and uh, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. It is we are period unjealous. No, we are unjealous. Just one okay, phrase. Sorry, I one phrase. Okay. Um, and follow us on Instagram and TikTok uh, at we are unjealous. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. You know, like stay updated for all of our updates because I think it'll yeah. be fun. 
yeah, stuff's moving. Oh yeah, it's moving for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well,、uh, thank you everybody again, and、uh, we'll catch you whenever we see you next. Yeah.、Uh, bye. Bye.